one of the big changes we'll see in the next, like, in the imminent future, like, the next five, ten years, mm. everything's going to be wireless. You think so? Most things. There'll be some things that people will, you'll consider more practical to have a wire. Like what? I can't even think what, what, what that would be right now. Headphones. A lot of people are, they like, have the wireless AirPods. Do you see that there's now an accessory for the wireless AirPods that's a mm. cover for the AirPods that puts it to a string? So they can have the wires. So you can have the wire. If you want it. So that you can hold them. They're like, I fucking, whatever those things are called, iPod, no. AirPod holders. They couldn't call them iPods because they already did that. And they look, and they look like. It just looks like. Like, as like if you, you have headphone wires. <clears throat> you have them. Wow. But they're just like holders. They like slip over the entire. I think that's one of the things that people will. will See that? But I, I don't know what that is. Is that like how people want to listen to... What, is it a little bit of that aspect of it? Like, not exactly the same, but how people want to listen to records. Instead, they want the wax. They think that has... I keep hearing that. That it has a... It's making a big, big comeback. Yeah. No. I think it's collectors. They say it has a warm sound or something. It has a different sound to it. definitely does. And um, not that I fucking know anything about it, but I always hear people saying that it does. And then... Um, and it's just something about the collection of having these big squares, the album cover, you take it out. But that's the part, that's what, those things don't get stored. They get displayed. That's true. And then that becomes part of your collection. Yeah, it becomes part of your furniture. That becomes like part of your... So when people come in, you can show it off? Yes. Okay. Becomes one of those pretentious... You ever watch... Um, <laughs> um, American Psycho? No, I haven't. No, I really you've know. never I seen him? Come on, bro. You got to get with the program. There's this scene where he's talking to this girl that he's about to kill. And he's so egomaniacal like, and he's so um, self-absorbed that he operates and he has, like, he's so, um, what the hell is the word I'm thinking of? So, like, he's such a sociopath that he just operates, <coughs> excuse me, and his own, he operates in his own world, and everybody else is just accessories, and literally, he's, like, on a date with this woman at his apartment, and he has sex with these girls, and then he kills them, and he kills them, like, during sex, and then, yeah, it's f- fucking crazy, and then, um, so he's, like, talking to her, and he's playing this Whitney Houston album. And he's just going into the details. And it's the same thing. It's a collection. It's a nice stereo player. It looks all nice and crisp. Like, he's got a lot of money. So it's, like, part of his show-off. Is Then he's, like, talking about fucking Whitney Houston and, like, like a, like, a, like a music connoisseur. Talking about, like, behind-the-scenes facts about the album and stuff like that. Like, trying to impress this girl. Oh, man. I'm like, bro, there's people like that. They do the same thing with the records. Now with the vinyls. Are, but are they like... This just makes me laugh because I'm remembering... What's the movie with Christian Bale? Where he's a psycho. And he does the same thing. He invites a guy over and he's just explaining... Like, this is Hugh Lewis in the news. He has that whole scene where he's like... And it's like... He's also very like... Like a collector of, of, of business cards in a sense. That's the same movie, bro. 
Oh, we're talking about... Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, I thought it was a show. American Psycho. Oh, it's a movie, bro. When he's talk, when he's, I've seen this. He's talking about his business card. Okay. And how, how crisp it is, how nice and soft. He wants paper. to kill him because of it. And then the other guy comes through with his business card. And it's so much nicer than his. Yeah. And he wants to fucking kill him. Well, is it that much nicer? It's just like nominally nicer. Him. It's like a different type of paper. To him. Or but something. that's how we are, bro. That's what, we were just talking about this. Right? Yesterday in the lunchroom, oh, I was yeah. talking about myself. Like, you just, you see other things, and you think it's better. Or you imagine things to be better than what you have, because you're not grateful. Do we all agree on that, that it's better, or is it more self-perception? It's self-perception. 1,000%. Because the things, the details he was looking at are so minute that nobody's going to... Oh, yeah, that's true. Nobody's thinking about the... the, the well, there's like an eclectic thing. There's a thing that most people could relate to. Unless other that. business collectors, like you said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless <laughs> other business card collectors know about that shit. Like, How many can there be? It's not even, it's not even premium stock. market for that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not even premium stock. Look at his... His letters aren't even indented. If you go on eBay, you can find all the business cards yeah. that you can collect. His letters are not even pressed. <laughs> Bro, business cards... Do you ever see my business card? Yes. Well, I don't know if it's an old one, but With I had like the old school, like a school book, a composition yes. book. That was really cool. I got 500 of them, so I still have them. Oh, okay. I got to give those away more, bro. They're good. Are you selective who you give them to? No, or? I just don't carry them. I have them. I have it still. That's yeah. how I know because it, it's still in my office. It's right there. No, nah, man. There's so many times where um, it's, see, here's the thing. I feel like there's a perception Maybe this is just me spitballing. I have no facts to support what I'm about to say. I feel like maybe people think that business cards are out of date and that now with cell phones and address books in our hands, like that we don't need them. But business cards in a networking situation are very important still. Like the and there's so many times when I don't have them on me that I regret it because I meet somebody and I want to give that person my contact information and sometimes it's not you only get a first chance at making first impressions right so sometimes it's not in your best interest to make somebody else do something like put your number in their phone okay you know what I'm saying like make them do an act. Right. Like, that's annoying. You're right. You know what I'm saying? I've seen that. I've had that perception before. Yeah, so take like, my number down. And you're like, oh, yeah. but just give me a fucking card. Right? You give me a card, boom, my God. Especially if your card is like mine and it's distinguishable. Where like you see it and you know exactly what it is. You're going to remember me giving it to you. You're going to remember who it is that gave it to you. That's why I put it. That's why my picture's on it. Because I was reading something about business cards before I bought them. And it said when you make your business card, like like a little trick is to make it different than every other business card. Find your own little niche. Find something that makes it different so that when people grab it, like, um, no, I didn't read it. My friend uh, Clint was talking to me about this because he, he makes his business cards plastic. Okay. His business cards are like a hard decal. Or I think they might even be a fucking aluminum or something. It's like a weird hard thing where you're like... Oh, remember me? And like, yeah, I think I, did. I gave you that hard business card. Yeah, you reach in your pocket. <laughs> remember me? I gave you that paper cut in your fucking pocket. That's, 
That was me. I'm the one that sliced your finger open when you went to get my card. Well, I thought of that too. That you know, it's a thing. It's a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Like things that are digital. I mean, you you put them. It's it's easier to out of sight, out of mind that stuff. But something that's a like a physical, a tangible thing. Like you put it in your pocket, and then later on, <clears throat> you put your coat on, and you put your hand in your pocket, and you're like, "What's this?" And you reach in, and you see Victor's business card, and you're like, "Oh yeah, Victor, I remember him." And that might be. That's what people were really reaching for back when when the business card craze was, but it was like uh, oversaturated. Everybody was doing it, and so did it have as much meaning? Yeah, but people had business card holders. Yeah, people had, like a Rolodex. Yes, or they had like sm- it looked like small photo albums, and they would have like oh, the plastic shit, on right. the inside, and you would just file <laughs> all these business cards. Easily put them in. Yeah, yeah. like how people collect. Good- <laughs> I got that on my phone. I have an app. That will, if you get a business card, you can scan it and it takes all of the information from the business card and it makes, it starts making like a database that collects your business cards. And all you do is scan it, it reads the information on the front, it pulls the phone number, it pulls the company name, it pulls the position, it pulls all the information from the card and then it sets it up like in a, um, in a file on your, on the app. So then when you open up your app, it's like an address book and it'll have all the, the without you having to actually type it into your, without you having to hold all those business cards too because see the thing about a business card when you're giving it to somebody and passing especially like after a comedy show um when you're running to another meeting or whatever in the hustle and bustle so you don't have to stop and let's trade information let me write down my phone number let me you know what's your email address no it takes a card boom yeah you take it you put it in your pocket and then it's easy for the person that gives the information it's easy for the person that receives the information because then they could just take that shit put it in his pocket and be gone. Hmm. Like, you know, and then later on you're at home and then you're like, take out your like, business card. You're like, oh man. Like, that happened to me um, at my show um, at Nikki's in Little Ferry. And I was hosting, and this guy comes up to me like midway through the show and he's like, hey man, um, you know, the show's great. How long have you been doing this? And I'm like, oh, like a little over a year. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. He goes, I work for the Bergen County Performance Arts institute or something and you know we've been thinking about putting comedy shows like can i give you my card and i'm like yeah here let me give you mine boom and i gave him mine i never heard from that guy again but still <laughs> <laughs> i felt like you're making a key connection so I was, there yeah i felt I was like oh okay. shit this guy works for the county like he's in the performance arts like comedy da, 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 you know he probably went and pitched it and I'm like fuck out of here don't bring no comics over here but we need like artists we need real artists oh, why don't they think think of people, that as it's a stigma bro because people talk about their dick and fucking <laughs> stupid shit. So they're like, this ain't fucking art. Is it also the impermanence of it? Because it's it's a joke. You tell a joke, mm. that's it. One time, it's done. It's not like uh like other like artistic mediums where if you make a painting, you can appreciate that painting multiple times. Mm-hmm. Even music, you can hear the same exact song over and over mm-hmm. again, and it's still it's still good. You don't have that with yeah. comedy. Comedy, like, I mean, guys that do specials, they, they do a special every other year or whatever it and is. And they stop doing those jokes. And it's not like you go to a concert and you want them to play that classic hit yeah, that no, you love. Unless you're like, uh, what's his face? Like, um, the Dice Clay. Uh, he, he does, does that, that. He that does freaking any mini money motion. Yeah. The only other person I could probably think of is Kreischer, who does the machine. The machine joke. Yeah, but you see, those are examples of, like, stuff that gets... Like that transcends everything else. Like those fucking stories, those those jokes. Is my daughter calling me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me pause this. Okay.
We just pick right back up. Yeah. The recording starts. Oh, man. It was uh, having iconic jokes that you can tell over and over again. Like art. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy Raw and Delirious. Oh, that is... Oh, my God. I've watched those so many times. <laughs> and I, don't, I could probably... Now that you mention it, I could probably... I, it's been a little while. Ice Cream Man. Yeah, that's great. Goony right? Goo Goo. <laughs> so many, bro. Those are... But so, like, those are... Here's the thing. Those, you could hear them over and over again. Right? But it'll never be like the first time you heard it. Like the first, first time that you hear... Did we just cock out? Uh, all right, I'm just retarded. Um, like the first time you hear this guy talking about Aunt Bunny uh-huh. climbing the fucking trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think she's a Bigfoot? <laughs> Aunt Bunny's a Bigfoot. The first time that catches you off guard. Yeah, Aunt Bunny's oh, a Bigfoot, great. Uncle Gus. He's like, I took the, I took your kids out. I took your kids out to to the lake to go fishing. And I throw the, the, he goes, after a while, those those little, uh, the kids threw their fishing poles down. They both stuck their heads in the water. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> they had their water on the water. They had their heads on the water for a minute, Gus. A whole minute their heads were on the water. And they both popped up with fish in their mouth. And they dropped the fish and they looked at each other and they said, Goonie Goo Goo. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's such a classic, classic fucking bit. That whole special. It's just on another level, just talking about, like, like dumb shit. Wasn't trying to make political points. He wasn't trying to do a lot of one-liners. He wasn't trying to make social justice, even though he did, because he's just talking about it. I feel like when you're authentic and you're just talking about your life and your experiences, you will make your points. I don't think you need to do that. You know what I'm saying? I think it does come out authentic, like from your own views and your own philosophy and all that shit. Like, I feel like it does come out. I think a lot of people force that shit now, like where they want to stay on this path. They want to talk about these things. That's true. They're not willing to to abandon them. What do you think that is? Vanity? I don't know. I could be talking out of my ass, too. No, but I've observed the same thing, though. Right? I feel like there's so much more political commentary. There's so many... Is it information now that there's just so much information that everybody has? It's like... I think it's that. And also, it's like the the whole, like, uh, the social pressure of it. Like, uh, if, if you change your mind about things, people, like, they can twist that around to make it seem like you're... Like, oh, you don't know how to hold a position. You don't, like, you're, you're like a dummy. You mm. change your mind. Like, whenever the wind blows, if it blows left, you're left. And if it blows right, you're right. And they try to make, you, make it seem like that instead of, no, it's not even that. I've just, I've grown. And when I was a kid, I thought this was okay. <coughs> yeah. And a couple of years have passed. I'm not the same person. I'm literally not the same person anymore. Uh, what did they say? Like, every, I forget, there's a cycle. It's like seven years or something like that. I'm probably talking on my ass, but I'm, it's pretty close to that. Every single cell in your body will have changed over again. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, what, what's it called? Um, the it's this uh philosophical uh like a like a like a trick. So like, let's say if I have a hammer, right? Uh-huh. I use it all the time. I'm a carpenter. After a couple of years, the handle breaks, so I have to replace the handle. Then. You know, it's been like 20 years. Like, the metal piece is so worn down, I had to replace it. I replaced the metal piece. Is it the same hammer? 
And every day, your body creates new cells and gets rid of the old cells and gets rid of, like, even your brain cells. Everything gets cycled out and, and, and sent through. And your thoughts and the way, that, the way that you perceive yourself, that changes over time. It's not like a, like a, sit, like a set goalpost. It, it continues to move all the time. Are you the same hammer? But the, this is where I think the difference is. In, with like the hammer scenario, when you remove the handle and you put a new handle, there, there's no remnants of the old handle left. And then like when you switch the metal part out, there's no remnants of the metal part. So then it's a new hammer. So it's not like a new hammer. But with your body, I don't know this. I'm just wondering. Does your cells, when you does, does your cells leave anything behind? There's a you know pro- I mean? there's a process autophagy mm-hmm. where it breaks down like old cells that aren't really working and repurposes that material. So in a sense, because like where yes. does all that stuff go? Like well, it's still in you, it's just being reused, or it comes else, out in your right? piss or your shit, shit like you know, all these shit old cells. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that now all the time when I piss. I'm just, look at all these old cells leaving my body. Or, you know, like, damn, remember when I used to do that dumb shit? I shitted that guy out maybe like five years ago. Hey, it's yeah, it, you, know, right? you don't do that. Like, you know, I shitted that guy out a that long time ago. You know? <laughs> right? People are in prison just shitting themselves. Like, people, so, so then somebody that's in prison for 20 years is not guilty. It's not the same person, it's not for the sure. Same person. For sure. That's weird. Well, it is weird if we if we think about it like that because we want to like we want things to have like a permanence. We, it feels way more comfortable like that, and I don't think people are even easier, mm-hmm. even comfortable like with that psychological experiment of looking at themselves and realizing that they've changed that much over time. But you know that's what we all do. <clears throat> prison, baby. Yeah. Go to prison and change. Prison doesn't fucking change you. Makes you worse. It makes you well. You get such an education there, bro. You hear about other people's just talking experiences, yeah, just talking, just talking. Yeah. You get a subconscious or conscious, however you roll, education on crime when you're in prison. There's just no way to avoid it. Yeah, just talking. I was in prison for in prison. I was in county jail. Fucking two and a half weeks, and I learned so much. Just about, I learned so much just about hierarchy. I learned so much about like um, how to present yourself. Yes, how to carry yourself mm. around criminals. Yeah, right. How to talk to criminals. Alright. I'll share too. I was I was a county prison for two weeks as well, uh-huh. in Bergen County, right here in New Jersey. Me too. Different times, huh? Yeah, yeah. 2014. Obviously. I was uh, I won't say when. <laughs> it was last week. <laughs> I just got out last week. <laughs> Actually, no, my, uh, just got out this morning. <clears throat> no, I was uh, six, fifteen, sixteen. No, no, I was already working at GGI then. It was like fourteen or something. Yeah, so it was right before you started working at GGI? Maybe like GGI loves hiring criminals, bro. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I think until, it's a personality. Yeah. Like, you get like, they, we can handle it or something. I'm the only felon I know that works there. Uh, yeah. But you, weren't, you, you weren't convicted of a felony though, right? Yeah. See. 
No, what I did was uh, dumb, dumb shit. Just, uh, yeah, it's just, that's why you're in the car two weeks. Yeah, yeah, go here, dummy. Yeah. You don't know how to pay the bill. You don't know how to pay this. You don't know how to pay this. Go to dummy. Spit for two weeks and think about how to pay it. That's so dumb. Like, hey, you can't pay this. We're going to take you away from the ability to make any money for two weeks. We're going to reset you. We're going to make you start farther back. I'm going to set you back. Yeah, yeah. I know. Listen, that'll you're, learn you. you're at this point. And you can't pay. We're going to push you back. See if you can pay them, bitch. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You'll figure yeah. it out. Because they want you to come back. They don't want you to pay. They're, they've, have they privatized them? I'm pretty sure. Like most state That's, state how, facilities. How can you privatize a prison? I never understood that. Like you make it for profit for somebody. So you, you stand. Somebody stands to make a profit off of it. So they're not going to lobby. They're not going to send somebody there to try to put more people in prison. Yeah, the lobby against more laws, stricter laws. You see that judge? Wasn't there a judge like last year or the year before up in upstate New York that got arrested because he they found out he was intentionally giving people more time and sending yes. people like juveniles? Yeah, kids. He was doing it to kids. Oh, what's worse than grosser than that? Was it just black kids. kids he was doing it to, or he was just doing it to everybody? <clears throat> I'd lie if I, if I said I knew that. But I, I just want to make it racist. That's what I want. Yeah. I just want to make it racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better story, isn't I it? I want to make it hateful. It's fucking clickbait, bro. That's a better story. People want to click about racist fucking judge. It's not just normal well, evil judges. He was probably just like an equal opportunity piece of shit. Right? Right? He didn't care if you were white or black. Just like... Just shit on you. You're having kids. a bad situation. Mm. Let's make it worse for the rest of your life. Is there anything more impactful? As a kid? Yeah. Probably like rape or something like that. Like to get raped as yeah, a kid? As a kid. Like to get raped. Or to get thrown in jail? Right. I don't know. It all depends on your environment before that. Because you could be in an environment where jail is better. Damn, that's true. <laughs> they Imagine. my mind. Because I, I tend to think of it. It wasn't like my stay. It wasn't like nothing bad happened. But there Actually, were bad things time. happening around, yeah, yeah. you know, but I had a good time. I had a great time. I had a great time. I read two books. I read two books. I read, uh, I got into James Patterson. Oh, yeah. I got into James Patterson in, in county jail, and I got into the Bible in county jail. Yeah, I read Because them. I was in a, I was actually in a cell. My cellmate was a pastor. Yeah? Yeah. He was a pastor, this black guy. Damn, I forgot his name. He was a pastor that was in jail for child support. Okay. Right, so he like I was, yeah, I was in like um, I was in uh, the holding unit. Okay, that little that uh, cell where they have everyone. no, no. It's like right, you have the initial intake unit when you first come in, when they mm. first bring you in, and they sign yeah. all the paperwork, and, and then they bring you upstairs, and, then they and there's there. like this where they keep you there for if you're gonna be there for more than like a month. They'll move you out into other places. Yeah, yeah. It's called intake. intake. That's what it's called, intake. So intake is upstairs. It's this one big room, and this is where they keep all the inmates that come in, that, that are going to stay overnight, that are going to be there for longer than... Um, like a night or so. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be in there for a night, then they leave you down in intake when you first come in. That's where you get, you go to see the medical, they search you, they give you your new fucking jumpsuit, all that stuff. That all happens in intake, um, not in intake, that happens in, yeah, intake in the beginning. What the hell's the other fucking part called? Because once you leave intake, then they bring you up to 
I don't remember the name of the unit, but it's a unit where that's where everybody sits till they get assigned a unit. So there's two types of people. There's two types of criminals that get put in this unit. There's the criminals that are in um, for a year or less. Those people get assigned to units within the county jail. Then there's the people that are going to prison. The people that are going to spend a year or more in jail do not stay at the county jail. Those people, if your sentence minimum is longer than a year, you're not going to stay there. You're going to get sent either to... Uh, northern state, or you're gonna get sent down to southern state. That's based on age now, right? I have no idea what. Yeah, that that's what I. I have some friends that that just came home, and that's what they're telling me that now the prisons are based on state because they don't want like a fifty year old guy that's known all this, that's gathered all this wealth yeah, of information. Bro, they don't want those teachers. They don't want those bro. teachers. Let's see, that's that's smart. They're catching man. on to it. That's smart. You're yeah. not gonna get the wise, bro. You get a. You get a sixty-five-year-old guy that's been in jail. Oh, he gets the for year his whole of life. Like a twenty-year-old kid that's gonna be there like two or three years. That's gonna be that quick. But that kid's going home with some knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. PhD. Yes, bro. <laughs> bro, that's a good idea to separate the freaking. I know. I, I never knew what the requirements were because I was going to. Um, I was going to an inpatient rehab. So I didn't need to go to prison. Even though I was sentenced to prison and my prison sentence was a minimum of 18 months, I should have been shipped out to Northern State or Southern State. Um, I stayed at the county jail because I just waited there until they found a bed for me at a rehab. So that's why it it could have been a week. They told me it could have been it could be a week. It could be six months that you're waiting here. Like we don't know when the bed's going to open up. But so I'm like, all right, whatever. And I was there the two weeks I was in the, the guy, the pastor. Well, we used to just have great conversations, like at night, especially like at night when they close the cell. Oh, yeah. And you we were just... else to do. Yeah, we were just talking. Your mind's going. Yeah, and he was like a really good talker, but he, he looked like Kung Fu Jack. <laughs> you remember, um... No, no, Kung Fu Jones. You remember, um... Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I remember. I know this movie. Mm-hmm. Remember the Kung Fu guy? That the fucking police shot him up in the, uh... When he, they surrounded him, and he's he like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was ready to fight. That guy, he looked exactly like that guy, but like five five. Yeah, but he was like five five, and he was small, and he had like the receding hairline and shit, and uh, he had like the horseshoe hair. Oh, okay. You, know, yeah. you had like that little afro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have the horseshoe because you're losing your hair, so he had that, and um, and we used to just talk about like religion and the God and the Bible and all that stuff. And like, I was such in a vulnerable state, like emotionally, I was looking for like a crutch. I need, like, I didn't have my mom. I didn't have my family. I'm all alone. I'm down. Right. Like this is the first start of a spiral down. Like I just got there and this is the beginning of a, Fucking long journey. Yeah. Five-year journey that I knew this was going to be me against the government for five years. And I'm like, I need help. Like, you know, like, I'm like, who do I lean on? Who's, who's going to have my back? So I turned to God. Right? And I, my friends, we still joke about this today. They came to see me. Like, they came to visit me in jail. And I came out. I was holding the Bible. You holding the Bible. <laughs> I had a fucking ponytail. 
Bro, it was the worst. I looked like I was getting raped. That's what I looked like. I looked like I just got raped, and I was coming in. I turned the new leaf. I was fucking broken. But that's, that's the, like the, I guess the the vulnerable state that I was in. And I just, I was talking to this guy, and we were talking like mostly about redemption, and like how moving forward puts everything behind you. That's such a simple phrase. Yeah. Right? Well, that's thank you for telling me that. Like moving, <laughs> I want to use that. Now. Moving forward puts everything behind you. Like don't stop. Don't to dwell think about, on it. Yeah, don't stop to think about the past. Like move forward. Just move forward. Whatever you do, just move. Yeah. You know? I, you know, I I'll tell you what, like suffering from uh anxiety, I find that that's like if I don't take care of the anxiety, it leads to fucking depression. 100%. So what I find is when I feel that anxiety, I have to move. I have to do something. I got to get on the bike. Or it's more likely that I'm feeling anxiety because I have to take action. And I'm feeling indecisive. And then now, that's what I notice is like one of my big triggers is shit like that. Mm. So just take the action and, and, and deal with it. It's much better than than ruminating, right? Cause that, like, that's that's the part that that's the worst, bro. I can't. I don't. I've never found a way to deal with it other than that. I live there. I live there all the the time. The ruminating thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I rather live there than confront my problems. My problems. I don't want to say they'd go away, but they would be addressed. Like they they wouldn't be. I don't. I don't want to say resolved because you never know how it's gonna go. But I wouldn't be in this ruminating like stage, you know, because it is. You feel you feel helpless, right? When you let yourself stay there for like, well, when I let myself stay, I'm gonna talk about me. When I let myself stay there, I feel uh, helpless. I feel weak. I feel alone because you don't want to tell anybody. Because not because you're afraid to tell anybody. For me, I feel like I don't tell people because you don't want to burden them. It's no, no. It's closer to the solution because you're going to tell me what is the truth, and I don't want to hear. It. I already know the truth deep down. I know the truth and what I need to do, but I don't want to face it. So by me telling you and you telling me the truth again, I'm facing it again. I don't want to face it. I don't want anybody else to know that I'm dodging my. Um, Demon issues, yeah. Demons, you know what I mean. Like we were just talking about work, right? And my anger at work and my frustrations. And I wrote a list: pros and cons. And I wrote down all the pros of the job. And I wrote down all the cons of the job. My cons list was almost three times longer than my pros list. Oh, bro, right? And but there's a level of responsibility that I take in my attitude, in my, um, I think just mostly my attitude, really is what it all boils down to. My attitude is more of a problem than anything else. Because if I change my attitude, then I can deal with all of these other problems a lot better. But, and there's also the fact that a lot of my situation and the things that have me angry could be resolved by me confronting them. But I don't want to confront them because it takes work. 
work that I don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like work, and I don't mean work like work work. I mean the actual work of confronting someone and having that that difficult conversation. You know? Yeah. I mean that's that's interesting. You know what it is? The reason why you didn't think of that is because you're you're socially agile, mm-hmm. and not everyone is. You see people that are socially clumsy. And they don't think of things like that. Like, <clears throat> you have to mind your relationships and you have to take care of them. It's especially when it's, you know, co-workers that are going to have to do things for you or help you out. Or maybe even elevate you at some point. <clears throat> and then to confront them and tell them, you're doing this. It's, it's, that's, that's a lot of it. is uh, pointing out, criticizing. Because people, everybody wants to be right. Nobody, nobody wants to hear the criticism. If they, if they hear the, if they encounter the criticism, it's a, oh, it's like an excuse to defend their ego. That's all it is. It's they just they don't want to have that that burden of feeling like, oh man, I fucked up, and now I have to make this right. And that's one of the that's one of the easiest burdens I deal with being wrong. Being wrong for me is so easy. But you can't make other people wrong. Mm. No, I. What do you mean? You can't make other people acknowledge their that they're wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. I gave up on that. I gave up. <laughs> I gave up with social interactions. I gave up ever trying to um, make someone do something or make someone be a certain way. Like you just can't. That's manipulative. You just can't do it. Yeah. You know if you saying? care about people, you don't want to do that. Yeah. I, or just. Not even that, not even trying to manipulate them, but trying to make make people see things your way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's my favorite. I know. I so love, hard. especially encountering somebody else that's just like that. Oh my! And God. then you just like lock in, and then it's like a bad a death struggle. And ah oh, man, you once I think it was on the first one that didn't record. I'm not sure. Maybe it was the second one mm. where we talked about how you used to go on to like political websites, and then you would dedicate all this time. I did it too. And the reason why I started doing it was because at first I got like this, I felt great. Like I made my point, I, I sharpened, I sharpened my, my perception of, of, of what I thought was right. And I felt like, like I was getting better. But over time, it was so freaking toxic, man. And I just found myself like, I was like locking into like two hours or three hours of arguing with some by. guy who's probably in hindsight, just some Russian bot, just trying to get me to, you know... Vote for Trump or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I was I literally posted that this morning. Feb- Russian bot for no, Trump. No, no, no. About um, arguing online because now with this um, with the, that airstrike that happened this week, right? And uh, the internet. I don't know how much social media interaction you have, but the whole internet is on fire with World War Three. <clears throat> That's been the trending hashtag for like the last two days. World War Three, WW Three, every single meme. Everybody's talking about getting drafted. Um, everybody's making memes about why they can't get drafted. Um, everybody's a political analyst. Everybody's a Middle East fucking. Oh, I haven't gotten any of that. Yeah, everybody's a top. Don't tell me. Don't oh put that you on Ricky Bobby. Everybody. <laughs> everybody's a fucking Middle East expert. Like it's insane, right? And the and I see the same people in everyone's comments arguing the same points and then just going hard and they're angry and I'm I get angry at them right because my initial 
reaction is to be angry at what I don't like about myself. Right, so I know how that feeling is. Oh, you recognize the Victor that you shit out five years ago? Yes, I fucking see him. You smelled him. And I'm like, I fucking don't like that guy. (laughs) That guy fucking sucks, bro. That guy wasted so much fucking time and energy and fucking his own personal happiness on trying to, like... Validate? No, man, I feel like... uh, It was like, this is the perfect... I was just trying to be heard, bro. I was just trying to be heard. That's what I feel like people are doing on the internet. Like, it's not about fucking Trump. It's not about any of that. It's people that are in a fucking terrible place in their life. They're angry. They're upset. They're full of rage, whatever. And they need people to hear them. They need to express that. So they do it different ways. They do it arguing about this. They'll do it arguing about that. But this, I feel like the Trump stuff has been like a, a kerosene on that fire. Because you, as a person that wants to be heard, can be heard because everybody's going to fucking argue with you about it. And the arguments aren't about making a point. It's They're just, just about being heard. Interact with me. They just want you, not even just interact with me, they want you to hear them. That's what the argument is. You know what I'm saying? The argument isn't about, you're never going to convince somebody, vote for fucking Trump or not vote for Trump. That's already a fucking Trump or a non-Trump supporter. You're never going to convince them. You're never going to convince somebody about your political views. You can. Ha- I've had very intelligent conversations. I've had beneficial conversations where I learned something. Like those are the conversations I look for now. Like I don't want to argue. There's so many times I start, bro. I, like I'm scrolling. I'm, yo, this is a battle, bro. I'm, I'm scrolling through people's comments, bro. And you stop and you click yes. and you, you start typing. Listen here, better milk cuck. Yes, bro. You you get into it and um. one of the first things I stopped doing was trying to insult people, like going to the names, right? And then the next thing I'm trying to do is not... (laughs) That's the best part, bro. Why'd you cut that part out? Because, like... (laughs) That that part cut all the other stuff out. That automatically (laughs) ends the conversation. Like, it no longer becomes productive. The minute you use an insult on someone else, that person is now... That's true. That person now does not want... They shut off. Yeah. Your your opinion is no longer valid. Now I'm just going to shit on you. And you're going to try to shit on me. And that's what it's going to be, a shit on party. So once you eliminate the insults. And then if they insult you, you have the higher ground. Like, bro, I'm not insulting. We're having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? But are you turning to insults because you have no better thoughts? Like, you know what I mean? Like, then you, you get the higher ground on that. But when you're, like, these people I see that are just... Literally in everybody's comments, I I look and I just see them like, hey, look at me, hey, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I see, man. And I'm like, today, I think it was it today, this morning. Yeah, this morning, bro. I woke up at like seven, and I'm scrolling through my feed, and I saw the same thing yesterday. The World War Three thing. Yeah, just okay. anybody that posted anything on Trump, somebody was either arguing for it, like people, bro. People start arguments with people they agree with. That's how fucking crazy it is. <laughs> like, I'll post something, and then somebody will try to argue. But I'm like, yeah, Yo, you're saying the same thing I'm saying. No, but you don't understand. No, no, no. You're saying the same thing I'm saying. You're arguing me about the same fucking point. We're saying the same thing. 
Why are we fighting? Why are we fighting right now? Like, why are you, why are, you know what I mean? Like, it feels good. Yo, I'm telling you, it's the whole social media, like Twitter, like the whole deal is just like that toxicity of it is people that don't know how to express themselves. But if you remove those people. Nah, don't remove them because they'll never learn. Uh-huh. Like, we have to go through this. This is all new. So we have to go through this to get to the better spot. Like, this social media, this amount of interaction for people, this is fucking brand It's brand new. new. People aren't used to it. To be able to, be, to have access to all these people, to have, like, minor stats. Like, I post a story on Instagram, like, the average 150 people see it. So that's, like, 150 people that are listening to me that I'm expressing myself to. That I never had, but I never had 150 people listen to the same listen, thing. Like listen to me, you know, or pay attention to what I'm saying, you know. Oh, great! I mean, it's fucking I can't cool. Wait till I do it. Yeah. It's fucking cool, <laughs> and it's cool. But then it's like at the same time, people don't know how to to adjust to it, you know, especially the people that want. That and aren't getting it. Most people hurt. Yeah. Well, coveting is a terrible thing, man. Yeah. Those people hurt. I mean, because I, I mean, I feel like the when I took that the first social media break when like that February, like this will be my third February doing the social media break, and when I took that first one, I felt so good. Clean. Oh my god. Your mind is sharper? I don't know. I don't know about if I was sharper or not. I don't I all I just remember feeling less anxious. I remember feeling less stressed. I remember feeling less on edge. You know what I'm saying? I felt like huh. That's it. I just felt like huh. Sometimes the burden is just putting it the trick to the burn is just putting it down. Right? Yeah, man. I was just like, <laughs> and then I got back on March, and I was like, bro, I got other things to think about now. Like, I just spent the whole month thinking about other things. You moved forward, and yes, you left it behind you. Bro. And then when I came back, I picked it up, and I just, I don't, I like, I, I started, I would say, over the last year. I'm going to just put that number out there. I don't know how fucking accurate it is. Over the last year, I probably started talking about politics again. And... Sometimes I catch myself because, like I said, I scroll down, I see things people say, and I want to fucking argue. I want this person to know that they're wrong, and I want them to see things my way. You want to convince them? Yes. And I start down that path. Have you ever convinced anyone? Um, no. I've gotten people to admit that they see what I'm saying. Like, that's about this fucking, that's about the biggest victory you're going to get online is somebody saying, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you know what? I understand like, your point. You want to like blow people's minds? That's all I want, bro. Is just say, you know what? I'm with you. I want you bro. win. You win. You better than someone. I've never said you win, but I said, you know what? You make a good point. I think I need to rethink this. Yeah, I I've done that, bro, because people have fucking made a good point. And this is pre, pre. Uh, no, I mean this is post first social media break. Before the social media break, I would just Google things that um, confirmed my bias. 
Like I would just like if you were saying um, <clears throat> Donald Trump is a racist. If you say Donald Trump is a racist, I'm going to Google Donald Trump is not a racist so I can find everything that supports my argument and not not even try to consider that I might be wrong. You know what I'm saying? And like that's new. So now like just to be able to take people's information and be like, hmm, maybe I got it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Well, doesn't that feel better? I think that feels so much better that when you admit it and then you're not like you're not that guy. That's still stuck to this. He won't abandon this old idea that doesn't serve him anymore. But is that funny? Yeah. When I do that yeah. to someone, you know what the first thing I think of? What is it? I'm better than you. <laughs> I did the same thing, bro. When I admit that I'm wrong, and then you're like, <laughs> like I'm like, I'm better than you. I'm a better person. I <laughs> people ask me, why do you say sorry so much? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, my brother snapped Not me yet. out of that. Saying you know? sorry? Yep. You know what? <clears throat> one, of, one of our coworkers brought it up to me recently, and um, it made me um, it made me reevaluate what I thought about it. And then you know, sometimes like you 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 look for something. It's not that you look for something. It's like you paid attention to it, and then now you can. You can see it. It's like hearing your voice when people talk in the room, and you don't hear you know you're hearing like a bunch of noise, but you all of a sudden through that noise, cutting through that noise, you hear Victor. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like that. It's something like that. So now, like, I I pay attention to to I was just paying attention, not paying attention, but it was on my mind. And then on LinkedIn, I saw someone post, "Don't say sorry, say thank you." Mm. Sorry for being late. Sorry I was late. <clears throat> Thank you for waiting for me. <clears throat> I'm, you know, That's I'm sorry I treated you wrong. Mm. Like, thank you for understanding that I have to grow more as a person. Oh. It's so See, that's much a, That's a different better. change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's a different change. My brother just, my brother, um, my brother <laughs> made me stop saying it because he said that you're a punk. Because no, because we were in a bar. Yeah. And we're walking through a crowded bar. I'll never forget this. I don't remember the bar, but I remember that interaction because it literally changed how I say sorry to people for the rest of my life. We were in a bar and we're walking, trying to get through a crowded bar. So you're like, you know, navigating through people. My brother's behind me. And I'm walking and I went boop and I hit somebody. And I said, Oh, hey, sorry. And then we kept walking. And then, like, as we got packed that guy, my brother fucking tapped me on my shoulder. I turned around. He's like, don't fucking say sorry. Say excuse me. And I'm like, and he saw that I was confused. He's like, when you say sorry, you are implying you did something wrong. Yeah. But why do people it's think an accident. that? Yeah, he's like, it's an accident. He says, you say excuse me. Yeah. That's the, He corrected me on where to say sorry. Because bumping into somebody is not a sorry. Unless you spill the fucking drink all over them. That's not a sorry situation. I, I wonder about that because I think maybe it's because, like, Spanish is my first language, right? Mm-hmm. So, in Spanish, like, we, it's very, there's similar things. There's similar, sorry is just expressing more. Sor- mm-hmm. sorrow. Yeah. I, well, I feel bad. But you can say that in Spanish, it's no problem, lo siento, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, but if you did something wrong, it's like, if you apologize, right? Mm-hmm. What does apologize mean? All apologize means is it's like a it's like a Greek it's a Greek word and it means an explanation. So I'm gonna offer you an explanation as to like why this thing was fucked up. Mm. But neither one of those things is an admission of guilt. 
And yet, we all agree that this word sorry means that somehow you're implying that you're admitting guilt towards something. Mm. Why? What did, when did that happen? Because I think in certain situations it does. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I killed your family and then well, I'm like, hey, man, sorry well, about people. that. <laughs> <laughs> they, quit, they make you do that. Like that's, you have to, I think you have to do that in court. I think in court now. Part of your sentencing. It says if you say sorry to someone, it doesn't imply, it does, it's not an admission of guilt. Mm. No, 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 no. But when you do, um, send, oh, well, you know, I think I have that wrong. When you make a plea, plea deal. Oh, you have you don't have to say sorry. You have to just say that what you did. Like when you go in front of the judge, mm. you have to, I forgot what the word is, but it's basically not showing remorse. You show yeah. You just have to say that you did what they said and you did. Like you're making this plea agreement, and now you have to stand in front of the judge. You're plea, you're agreeing to this plea deal, and you have to say yes, I did this. I don't think you. I think you only show remorse during sentencing. Like you can show remorse; it's an option, but you're obligated by law. Like you have to say that you did it when you have the sentencing agreement, and then when you have the plea deal and you get sentenced, you can show remorse. But can you say sorry, and then they would accept that as admission of guilt? Not in court. Maybe in an interview. I think if they're interviewing, if they're interviewing you for a suspected murder, okay, and you're fucking in there saying sorry, you're going to jail, bro. That's true. You're going to jail. Holy shit! How do you 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 walk that back? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. What I meant was, I'm sorry, she's dead. (laughs) Like I feel bad. I mean, like I'm I'm Hispanic, and in Hispanic we have a similar word. Lo siento. I just meant, you know. But people have gotten away with that. Remember Ozzy Guillen? He called that one reporter a, f- a, f- a faggot, bro. He called, he called him, a, and then he said, when asked, pressed by the by by the media, like, hmm. aren't you? This is just pre, you know, Total social justice, justice warrior, warrior movement. Well, he would have got tore up today. Oh, forget it. Yeah. He just said, listen, they would have to change stadiums. Listen, he's like, listen, I'm Hispanic, and for Hispanics, that word doesn't mean the same thing. For us, it means like punk, like you're a punk. Mm. Did he say fag or did he say marica? No, he said he said fag. He said fag. All right. I think he said fag specifically. Uh, I don't know, bro. That's an English word. It's fucking real stretch on what it means <laughs> for Spanish people. We don't say that word in Spanish. But you can say marica. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's got a point there. If you said if you said marica, then you'd be like, all right, like, you know, I could see that way. I mean, but you're taking an English word. You could just change the meaning of another language. Like, is there any other words that you do that for? No. Where an English word means something different in Spanish than it does in English. Is there? I don't think wait, of any. No, wait. It's gotta be something. Like there's an English Like a homophone, you mean? Like no, like it sounds the same. Like uh No no no, it's not like ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's like not yellow a word. is is like in Spanish it's ice, but yellow in English is like the color yellow. No, because it has to be spelled the same. Like, it has to be the same word. You're just using it different. Like, just Spanish people decided to use an English word differently. Like, does it mean... It's not a Spanish word at all. Faggot is not a Spanish word it's at not, all. It's English, right? It's 100% fucking English. That's so is there any kind of that argument? I give him props, though, because that's a fucking great argument. Yeah. That got, that got him out of that. Yeah. Well, that's it. They dropped yeah, it after that. Got him out of that. Well, he's Spanish. What, was it? what are you going to do? Say that you don't... That you're going to tell the Spanish guy what Spanish people say, white yeah. guy? Yeah, the right. Guy. You're he's tell the, the minority. Spanish. He's like, oh, you're using the minority thing on he me? He pulled the minority, the minority thing on you. 
That's back when the minority card used to be uh, a, uh, a higher card than the gay card. That's true. Now the gay card trumps everything. I the know. gay card is the ace. No, no, no. The, it's the... the even, tra- or even the tranny like, card. Yeah, right. Like uh, gender fluid people. I'm not supposed to say Gen- tranny. Gender fluid. <laughs> bro, Andrew Schultz gave me permission to he say made, tranny. He bro. made the point. He made the point. He made Tranny's the point. just short for transsexual. We do that with every word. That's it. Right? If your right. name's Manuel, we call you man. Manny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if your name's Annabella... Yeah. If you're from El Salvador, we just call you Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke, bro. That's a great fucking joke. He's great. Oh, my God. He's changing things, too, man. Bro. He's got a unique dynamic, and, and his crowd is, is definitely people that kind of... He's my favorite comic right now. He brings people together. Because he's, you don't know what he is, really. He's my favorite comic because not only is he fucking funny... And he's hilarious and very fucking smart. He's got a podcast called The Brilliant Idiots. Yeah. Like that's a great name itself. Yeah. Like, but what what makes him my favorite comic right now is just everything else he's doing, like the the, the path that he's carving with his social media presence. His he's also a wise businessman. Yeah, man. He surprised me with that. Like his business acumen. I hear him talk. I'm like. What the fuck? Like, you know, it's Ticketmaster like, and all that stuff. He's talking about Ticketmaster and everything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When someone, when someone that you see, right, that conversation right there. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, you know, if you're good at this, you shouldn't be good at, it's like, it, it's almost like, like mm-hmm. a, what, do you, what do you call that? Like a freak? Like a, like a basketball, you consider that. Like somebody that's seven foot tall, but he moves like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You'd be like, that guy's, you know. It's like it's like that, but you know, if you if you have comedy, people that are good at comedy are they always good at business? No, typically not, right? No way. It's a hybrid. They're good at anything else, usually. Right, they're usually so fucked up with with, with life. That's why I like comedians so much, bro. Just I like people on stage and like fucked up like me, and like you know. Yeah, comedians are only good on stage. Off stage, they're fucking terrible. People. Oh, I imagine what it's like backstage. <laughs> like everybody, <laughs> what's going on back there? So, I, I fear. Showing any kind of emotion or any kind of like vulnerability around comics, bro, because they will fuck you Lay up. Lay in. Yeah, they will fuck you up, bro. Oh, does that bother you, bro? Does that bother you? You know what your new name is? <laughs> bro, anything that happens, you could be like, oh, man, my dad died. It's so fucked up. Be like, hey, no, no, they'll just come out with some fucking joke. Like, oh, he didn't love you anyway. It's all right. All right. Like, you ever hear Joey Diaz talk about what he does to people when they're like, when somebody dies? No. What does he do? And he just like calls them up and like, we'll just say a fucked up joke to them. <laughs> and like, uh, who was it? He said somebody's, um, somebody's mom died or something like that. And he called them and like made a joke about how much money they were going to get. And they're like, fucking Joey, man. Like, <laughs> like they laugh. And you're like, because you need that. In spite of yourself. Like, yeah. It slaps and- you out of it. Kyle's the best, man. But you ever hear the Joey Diaz joke he did when his mom died? No. No? Oh, well, I know. I was, mom's horrible, right? He walked he in and found her dead. He found her dead, yeah. Oh, yeah. bro, he was a kid. He was a kid. And he had um, he had forged a report card. And one thing he said to himself was like, was like, she'll never find out. He's like, she's never going to find out about this. And then he found her dead. And the first thought he thought in his mind was like, I told you she wasn't going to find out. Oh, man. <laughs> 
I feel so sad. I knew she would never. Like, the first thing he thought was so like, funny. I knew she would never find out about that. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, bro. But that's that's a perfect uh, example of the comic brain, the sickness, just fucking dumb shit. I, I see that all the time, and I want to do it on Facebook to people. Because they say something like somebody lost somebody and I want to throw like a joke in there. But I'm like, you can't do it on Facebook. There's no context. People just think you're the biggest asshole. Yeah, <laughs> that context thing. I'm so big on it, oh man. My God. Context, nuance. <clears throat> for 2020, those are really big words for me, man. Seriously. Bro, that's right. It's a new year. Yeah. Kinds of new things happening. Next week's the first full week. Old business being closed. New things on the way. Man. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. You got any final thoughts on anything? Nah, not this week. Well, you know what it is? I don't have coffee. Mm. So I don't have that same energy. Coffee, the fucking, the world's drug. Yeah. But imagine if, uh, you know, like uh, alcohol, like alcohol gets you drunk and you shouldn't drive drunk. Mm. And it's, coffee is also a stimulant. Mm-hmm. So what if we treated coffee and alcohol the same? Well, you can't. can't have that much if, of you, a level. if you drink coffee, you better not get behind the wheel. You would tell me that speed. I was that I was ridiculous. You would tell me that I was ridiculous if I told you you can't have a cup of coffee, but because it's two different things, so you make that connection. But if you've never ever smoked weed before. You'd never understand why I said it's not the same thing. I'm not saying that you should go out there and smoke a joint and drive. I'm just saying it doesn't affect your motor function <laughs> the same way. <laughs> and we shouldn't treat it the same way. That's, That's my it. final thought. That's it. You should just be allowed. But you see, I feel like we as a society, it's just easier to put a white label on something. You know, like. Why are we going to treat this different? You know how much more it's going to cost to have separate tests for, you know what I mean? Like separate laws. Like, why don't we just do the same thing? Like, you know, I feel like that's how people treat it. Because they don't care. They're not potheads. Like, they don't have, they're not invested in it, you know? So they don't understand that. So they don't, they don't put forth the same effort they would if it was something they believed in, you know? But that you're supposed to do that as like a politician, like as a representative of the people, like you're supposed to put the people's needs in front of yours, you know? But then they argue that uh, people's needs, people need safety more than anything. And you have that fucking argument. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, You got final thoughts? That's it. Now, my final thoughts are, it's going to be an interesting year, especially doing these. I wanted to do one last night, um, and I fucked up. I I was going to do one last night talking about... um, work i don't know if i I don't remember what i was going to talk about but i was going to talk about something and i was like i'm not going to do a podcast about it because i might talk with you about it did we touch base did not talk about it i don't think we did i don't know but i'll do them anyway it doesn't matter um and then we'll figure it out and then um i don't know man we'll keep doing these and maybe come up with a name for it for now i'm just posting these on my podcast like you're a guest yeah until we come up with a 
Yeah, you're my only guest right now. I gotta figure out more ways to, to have guests, to have more people have these conversations, to make more videos. I really enjoy this. Yeah, me too. I think it's maybe when you run into those certain individuals, you know who they are, and you find them interesting, and you know you have good conversations with them, like how we've had great mm-hmm. conversations. No, it's not picking the guest that has me fucked up. It's because even if I don't know, if I have a conversation, it'll be fun to find out like, yeah. what kind of conversation we're right. gonna have, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> It's more so the logistics of it, because I'm doing this in my basement. It's like the timing has to be right. Yeah, it's just. I think I'm overthinking it. I think I just need to do it and just see how it goes instead of keep playing it out in my head and not doing anything. Like I have this other thing I want to do on Instagram, where I do these lives, and I'll invite other comics that are from the like. A lot higher up than me, like ten year, anywhere from five to ten year comics, and talk to them on a live stream just about comedy and like their journey. And my idea, my motivation behind it is that for new comics, it'll be good because you'll get you know information, it's wealth knowledge. knowledge. Yes, you get that. For the other comics, I feel like those ten to five year comics, I feel like they're in a spot of. Um, frustration of um, just frustration like that. I, in my mind, I picture it. If you've been in this for five years, you're grinding. It's not really tipping over, even though you're, you know, like there's always that point where you always feel like you're not doing enough. You should be doing better. You should, you know what I mean. So I feel like for those comics, it gives them that taste. I want to kind of merge both worlds. I feel like as a new comic, you need the sensibility and the balance and the realist realism that a seasoned comic will give you and as a seasoned comic i think you need to remember how fucking cool it is about what you're doing yeah and some of that is showing the having young guy. me a yeah. fucking cheesy new guy yeah a puppy fucking gushing over all the stuff you're doing <laughs> like you think it's the stupidest thing in the world or you're not grateful for it and here i am like bro that is awesome i'm just that's here to all i want to do yeah that's i'm just here to remind you that that's awesome that what you're doing is fucking cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my, that's my idea. Of, my, that's my idea. That's Ooh, one of the other things I have brewing. And then I could, because I could do the live video, have that live interaction, and then I save the video, and then I could post that video like the, in, in full and then chop those up. So that's something I want to start working on. I just, bro, I get, I get caught up in the, I get caught up in the trying to be fancy or trying to make things perfect, right? The guise of perfection, or not even trying to be perfect, or just trying to set things up, right? I'm always trying to set things up instead of just doing and then setting up around the doing, like what we're doing. Yeah. This, we could have, bro, we could have spent three months talking about a name for the show, talking about where we're going to sit, yeah. talking about where the mic is going to be placed, yeah. the levels, bro, the I'm intro. You, that's, this is one I look so I so look forward to this. And the reason why is it's so spontaneous. Because mm-hmm. I go in and I'm like, oh, half the time I'm not, like, I have like a half thing that I know I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But half of it is just coming in and just and just doing it. The spontaneity and seeing where it leads. If I've been wanting to talk about job interviews for the last two weeks. Yeah, oh, bro. Like interviewing hey, bro, and stuff. Talk about it. Like just doing job interviews and like having to go on job interviews and oh, stuff. Oh, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh, man. We got to really end this? Ah, okay, we're gonna man. It. We're going to end it because I don't want, I don't, you know why? Because I don't want us to be like 
in the middle of some dope conversation, and then my wife texts me like I'm leaving. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, we also oh, got to yeah, 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 I gotta do that too. Yeah. All, All right. right. All right. So that's it for this episode. Are you coming back tomorrow? Want to do another one tomorrow? Yeah, let's do another one tomorrow. All right, we're gonna do another one tomorrow, and um, I still have to post last week's okay. pre New Year's Eve. No, that was yeah the last weekend's uh, episode. The last one of uh, twenty nineteen, right? Yep, yep, and uh, and that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. Hell yeah. Um, I don't have anything to plug. I don't think. Uh, Laugh it up Tuesdays back January seventh. Nikki's Bar and Grill, nine p.m. Have a great lineup. And um, I don't have any shows in January booked because I'm a loser. All right, so uh, that's it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.